2: Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. This is a, a special show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It is part two of a two-parter between ourselves and The Outsider's Edge, in which we have an awards show. If you haven't listened to it yet, please check out the Outsider's Edge episode that dropped before us. The The panel is the same as tonight, and the panel consists of Ricky. Good evening, Ricky.
1: Good evening,
2: The golden lovers of Outsider's Edge, Kyle and Rance, how are you both, gentlemen?
3: Happy to be here, sir.
2: Good, good.
4: It feels good to not moderate, so I'm excellent.
2: Yeah, all the pressure's on me now. And technically, this is uh, the debut for Ricky, for a certain person on the Ricky and Clive Wrestling show. Carl Irvin, welcome to the show.
4: You're muted,
2: man, Damn. Not lovely intro. Hey, hey so glad
0: we made it. By the
2: way,
4: I think it's fitting that to get Kyle on the show we had to get me and Kyle to get Carl on the show. <laughs> like all of us had to get a panel show on an American holiday I'm to busy. get Carl on your show.
3: I'm busy, guys. I'm sorry. Carl's super busy working on that column. It's coming out yeah, soon. Hey, thank you. At least someone
0: respects around <laughs> right
1: here. Uh, I think you made I'm it. just happy. I'm just happy we got my my favorite on the show. So no offense to to Rance and Kyle, but
3: we know where we stand. We I know don't. Where
1: we stand. Oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> you you do now, motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
4: I thought your wife told me I could come stay at the house.
0: Like, <laughs> what the hell? All right, now me out Joe.
3: I'm just kidding. In, 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 in defense, Rance, his wife also thought he only had one American friend because he thought that he changed <laughs> his race when he showed her a picture of me.
4: That's a good point. And I was the guy she thought you were, you were and realized, yep. I thought he was black. Yeah. Sorry, 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 Clive. Please. No, no. Take
2: over. Uh, let me pull up the read Google Docs. Shout out to Google Docs for making my life a lot easier in this podcasting game. I thoroughly enjoy it. I use it more than I use, like, play game apps. I know that's quite dorky of me, but hey ho.
1: The Ricky
4: to... and Clive wrestling show is sponsored by Google Docs. <laughs>
1: should be. It should be. We promote it every single episode.
2: I know. Uh, right, let's get tore into this then. The first pers- the first category I have on my list is best male. I'm going to go with Carl, who's making his debut. So you've not really spoken on the show before. You tell us who your best male is, Carl.
0: I'm actually kind of glad you picked me to go first because I know nobody else is going to choose this person. And there's a lot of obvious answers. I think a lot of there's a lot of really. I don't think anybody's going to have a, a terrible answer except you guys will probably just think my answer's terrible because that's how y'all treat me. But <laughs> This person is... It's a Cowboys fan. He, it's Cody Rhodes. Um, so you don't think it, anybody's going to pick him? What? I really didn't think so. I know. I really don't think so. I really think it'll be, you know, Champ uh, or something like that. But it doesn't matter. It's Cody Rhodes. And not only that, I'd like to go a little bit further and say that if you guys saw the PWI 500 that came out, he was number eight, I think it was. And if you want my honest opinion, he should be number one. And the reason for that is... I know that's more of a kayfabe list. But I think in terms of the impact he's made and in the independent scene over the last, even before the year started, when he was already out there doing his thing, I think should not be overlooked. Cody has made, has helped put together All In, which is, the, as we talked about already, the biggest indie moment of the year. He's won the Ring of Honor World Championship. He just won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He's beaten Kenny Omega at Supercard of Honor. He's doing everything there is to do right now. And it's to me he's the most he's not the greatest wrestler, okay? Uh, like I said before on the last show. He's a three, three and a half star kind of guy. But I, I would right now I think he is one of the best storytellers in all of wrestling. I've been invested in everything I've seen him do since since this year started. I mean anytime someone's like Cody Rhodes, I wanna watch that. I wanna see that because I'm interested in Cody, and he and not only that, he does it in a way that he's not t- terribly disrespectful to the company that he used to work for. That a lot of us on these, on this show, especially, enjoy watching. So I think he just gets it. And so for me, right now, mid season, and probably all the way through, he's the best male.
2: Well argued, to be fair, he wasn't. I wouldn't have thought about picking him, but you do put across some good points there. Um, Kyle your pick um,
3: well I'll give honorable mention to Cody and I think that's a wonderful pick but uh, Carl already kind of also said my pick my pick is that dastardly evil son of a bitch <laughs> Tommaso <laughs> Champa. this man came out in these streets and spat on another man's wedding ring and threw that shit into the crowd this man is so gangster he comes out with no fucking music this man is so gangster, he's got the most bad-ass shirt, and he won't let them make copies of that shit. This man is so gangster, his Twitter game is constantly on 100. This, man
2: this is should... the most
3: badass son of a bitch I've ever seen.
2: This man you should not going. be championed any further on this show. I'll not have it. People will be fired.
3: <laughs> i will pay that fine sir because this man champa is the best male wrestler out here in these streets right now
2: okay best sports entertainer as he has said
3: <laughs> so you got johnny wrestling and you
4: got Tommy sports entertainment i love it
2: <laughs> okay ranch your turn
4: so uh Cody is, I think, more of an obvious choice than a lot of us think, but he's not my choice. Champa is definitely, was probably going to be my number two choice on this list. But I decided to be, for once, not the guy who looks at the extra shit and just stick to the in-ring game. Seth Rollins has changed the WWE this year. From an in-ring perspective, he has, I don't want to say single-handedly, but he has almost led a catalyst to a renewed vigor of great in-ring performances on not only just on pay-per-views, but on TV shows. Every Raw, whatever Seth Rollins is doing for the 15, 20-minute segment he's in, you are invested. Whether it's a a promo, it's a tag match randomly, it's the feud, it's a match, everything he has reminded us why he has, quite frankly, been the most successful member post shield right Mm -hmm. effectively Um, he has reminders why he's the number one baby face on the show on the the brand Um, and every time this is why this is this is indicative of why I think he should be the best male of the year when you think of that brand and you think of man what fuse do I want to see almost all of them involve Seth Man, Seth and Jason Jordan, if he come back, I'll be awesome. Oh. Seth and Dean Ambrose when he comes when he comes back, when he turns, should be awesome. Man, well you know what? Seth and Roman Reigns could probably make a bit WrestleMania. Well, Seth and Dolph, what happened if they happened? Well, Seth and Drew. Well Seth well you know, like it's literally Seth and everybody. Yep. I gotta give it to Seth. This is the year WWE wise, the year of Seth Rollins.
2: Monday Night Rollins.
4: Night Rawlands Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday all of them. You
3: mm-hmm. made a fan out of me this year. Yeah, you didn't even like dude. No, nope, but I can't dispute that in ring work. Like the man is just gifted. Yep,
1: Ricky. <clears throat> um, I've had three written down, so I'm just going to remove Seth Rollins from it since we've already had him. I've, I never, I never even considered Cody. To be honest, I think that was a good one. Um, oh, it comes down to... Right, I'll give an honourable mention to Mustafa Ali.
4: Yeah, good, great, um, great, great, great mention, yeah.
1: So, and I think I says it on this show, and I know I says it to Brands. I think you are on the same show as well, that I felt that Mustafa Ali deserves to be recognised in the same sentence as... Seth Rollins, Almas, AJ Styles, etc. I think no reason why he isn't is because he's on 205. Um, but I am... Shit, throw Buddy Murphy in there too. Yep. I don't want to say it, but I'll say it. Best male, Johnny Gargano. Um,
4: oh, oh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, no, actually, I, you know what? That's a good point. Because Ciampa can't be this dastardly if Gargano isn't that sympathetic. And
1: I think, for me, he was involved in... Two consecutive five star matches. I in a number two and three against Champa for me were every bit as good as the first one. So for the last six, or seven or eight months, he's been involved in several good matches, not just on takeovers but as well as normal TV NXT. He, I, 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 think I have a, you kind of feel that the wind is kind of coming out his sails, but. At one point, he was, without a doubt, the number one babyface in that company, maybe in wrestling at one point, but I just feel in-ring work-wise, I think he's been every bit as good as anyone on NXT, as well as uh, the main roster. Um, like I said, I didn't really want to go with this one, but I'll, I'll I'll stick with it. It's a good pick. Don't feel bad about it. It's a good pick. Uh-huh. He's not as good as
4: Ciampa, but Ciampa wouldn't have been as good this year if Johnny oh, didn't do true. everything he did. It's a good pick. I Because I don't like Gargano.
1: That's why I do not want to pick him. <laughs> um, yeah,
4: well, I think we're, we're all, ex- except for uh, Mr. Clive, well, we're all Chopper fans here.
2: Oh, don't get me wrong. It's that guy knows what he's doing and he does it very well. But he's a wanker.
4: <laughs> I love that word. I love that word.
3: We can't get away with it in America. It just doesn't sound as good. Yeah, it's it, it, it why good. we don't say bloody either. It just doesn't uh, sound as good. Well, oh. f-
2: just for you, Kyle, Tommaso Trampa is a bloody wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I love
3: you. Bro. I love you so much. I love you so much. Uh,
2: so, for some reason, I was under the impression that Seth Rollins would be a clean sweep. Um, Rance you put it perfectly. How you feel that Seth should be man of the year? So, because I thought it would be a clean sweep, I was going to give a bit of variety, or should I say diversity? Yes, Ricky mentioned him, I'm going for Mustafa Ali. Um, as you'll know, I do the 205 columns. From a pure work rate standpoint, his body of work in 2018 is just ridiculous. Lost, I've lost count of how many amazing matches he's been in, as well as triple threats and fatal four-ways the the singles matches he's had the t- story he had in the cruiserweight tournament through February and March top notch the Twitter videos he was doing where it was like something out of a Michael Jackson video from the 80s uh, just blew my mind I would say it's hard to pick for me between his series with Gulak last year and Buddy Murphy this year but that just shows to me that he has a, a chemistry with a, a significant number of men in the ring so always loved Mustafa Ali so he's my what he, pick. What
4: he represents?
2: Uh huh. I mean, it's not even as what he represents, and he does great stuff. Um, as far as I'm aware, he talked someone out of committing suicide. Recently. Yeah,
4: that's, that's what I mean. Like the people that he's genuinely affecting uh-huh. because of his message and, and what he stands for. You know? Yeah. And this is, uh, uh, you know, we're outside his edge. I realize this isn't outside his edge. It's Ricky and Clive, but just being completely candid, to see a very proud, openly Middle Eastern Muslim man and portrayed in a
2: positive light yes. is
4: so necessary and it's refreshing.
2: Real. It's real.
4: Yeah. It's just it's regular. This it's Ricky, you know, it's regular. It's just a regular dude. Loves wrestling and is good at it. It's, it's I appreciate that that's what the story is. And the story isn't that he is Middle Eastern and and Muslim and she's just a great
1: wrestler he's a damn great wrestler two, two, thing, two things that's the kind of guy that could be the face of your company yep easily I, and easily without a doubt and the second thing is there's one difference between myself and him I'm better looking I knew I'm you were going to
2: say that fucking hell man
1: yep I mean you're gorgeous but your fashion choices can be pretty questionable yeah <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was a that was an Asian wedding outfit that I had on. I I'm pretty sure in no
3: country in Asia do they wear garbage bags.
2: What's that? What's that, um, hefty, d-
3: hefty,
0: hefty,
2: hefty. what's the name of that Coen Brothers film? Is it No Country for Trash Pants?
1: <laughs> oh, oh step! <snap. laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I, 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 that reference went right over my head I don't understand that I, yeah. So, <laughs> the dream has no memory of that <laughs> no like, I honestly don't even know that film so it's fine
2: uh, I'll, I'll stick with you Ricky for the next category best female
1: Um, Shania Baszler okay uh, her Work with Ember Moon. Uh, both matches were excellent. Even though she lost the first one, she was still sort of booked and portrayed as a real ass-kicking woman. Um, and I think was it the second match where I think it was the second match where she where she had the shoulder injury. Then she it's as if she's dislocated, but she's jarred the back into place by hitting off the ring post. Um, at that moment, like wise, you were like sh- like you just bought into how much of a killer she actually is her match on the recent takeover was also really good Um, everything about her is like she's almost got this kind of it's it's not flashy it's just I will pick a body part and I will just rip your arm from your body and target specific uh, parts of the body and I quite like that almost kind of old school in a sense Um, I mean to be honest, to me, I didn't I didn't consider anyone else. Um, as soon as I saw the category, Sheena Basil was the first thing that came into my mind, and I said, I think she's had a terrific year, and I like I says, when she comes up to the main roster, I think she'll do great things, and she's right. She's ready right now, It's just a case of when she comes up.
2: Yeah, I mean, just to get my pick out of the way, I went for Baszler as well. To be honest, not many women have had a chance to, shy, to sign. Yeah. Rewind. Not many women have had a chance to shine on the main roster as much as she has on NXT. I think she's been booked very well as a no-nonsense threat. She has looked strong in the defeats that she's had, which is also a good thing. She adapts her character to whoever's opposite her. She's had different mindsets, whether it's against Dakota Kai, Nikki Cross, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon. So she's top top of the pile for me. What about yourself, Kyle?
3: I'd actually rather go last on this one, because I think I have a completely different pick than everybody.
2: Okay. Um,
0: Connell? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, so my person, Shayna was my number two. Uh, I want to. I do want to say that Shayna right now is my favorite woman in wrestling, period. I think everything Ricky said is so spot on about her. But this choice, and I don't know how, it's once again, kind of like Cody, I'm a little, I wonder how it's going to go over, but I think, it's Ronda Rousey. Yep. And I say that for the simple fact that she hasn't wrestled a whole lot, but the buzz around Ronda and what she has brought to the WWE and the fact that she reminds me she's the woman's version of Kurt Angle in that she comes in, she gets it immediately. She's a superstar. It's, there's so many great women's wrestlers out there, and it feels sometimes almost disingenuous to sit here and say, Oh, it's Rhonda, you know, because of all the great shit that women have been doing this year. I just it's undeniable to me. I mean, every time she comes out there, the crowd, they want Ronda. they want Rhonda. She's she's a bona fide superstar. If you were there at WrestleMania 34 and saw, heard the pop that this woman got, when she came out to the shadow boxing entrance, you would think she was the biggest superstar in the world. And hell, she might be in terms of wrestling. So, yeah, Ronda Rousey.
2: Runs.
4: So, the correct answer is Shannon Baszler, but the answer is Ronda Rousey. And if I pick Seth Rollins for everything I picked him for in ring, change, you know, up in the game, up in the game for the rest of the brand, then the exact opposite is why I'm picking Ronda. Because... While Ronda has had extremely great entertaining matches, especially considering that she's a rookie, she's also built the legitimacy of that women's division to a level it's never been. When you say she's the Kurt Angle of that division, it's real. Because yes, Kurt Angle's an Olympic medalist, right? Ronda's an Olympic bronze medalist. So it's not like she's just a random chick who got good at MMA. She was a bronze medalist in judo, probably could have won... Uh, she probably would have won gold if she wasn't 19 years old. Then went to mm-hmm. MMA and told a guy who said women will never fight in this company or in this sport, and became the biggest pay per view draw they ever had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe maybe Conor's past her now, but you know at the time, sure. gets signed by the WWE. And this is something that you and I personally, Clive, have had discussions, arguments. Whatever you, want, whatever you want debates about. But with this exception of the, the suspension and like a couple of weeks when she had other prior engagements, she's there every week. So she put on for the WWE for real. Like this ain't some shit that she's doing just because I'm bored and I want to make a paycheck. She talked about I want to have kids next year. I'm pushing my kids back years because I love this shit so much. So you know, I understand that the other women deserve the spotlight just as much, and maybe in this particular situation that they do, but women are looked at in a such in more of a bigger place than they ever have been before because of one woman, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. you got to give the woman her props for what she's been able to do so far.
2: So would you say that she's um, doing what she loves and that she's following her dreams?
4: um yeah you gotta respect that right you gotta respect it hey and the person who originally was found their dreams got their ass knocked out she's not
2: i will as promised i'm gonna give it time we'll have a proper chat about ronda rousey one time on air
4: okay I'm, i'm
3: excited about that
2: okay uh kyle your turn
3: all right so um my pick is going to come probably a little bit out of left field for a lot of people. Um, and I'm really glad that we're doing the best, worst wrestlers on the Ricky and Clive show because um, <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about this company on my show. So um, <laughs> my best female wrestler of the year is New the Young. Undead Bride, Sue Young. Yeah, I figured when you said that, I knew it immediately. My, my best female of the year is the Undead Bride, Sue Young. She wrestles for Impact Wrestling. Um <laughs> I picked her. I, here's Ooh. why I picked her. She she has great matches, and that's part of it. But the reason I picked Sue Young is because she is the best female character, sure, in wrestling right now. Right down to she comes to the ring with the undead bride ma- bridesmaids, and they do that like zombie walk where they undertake her her casket, and she comes out of the casket and like she uses the mandible claw as her finisher. And she uses this like nasty ass bride glove because she's the undead bride and just chokes people out with the mandible claw and then buries them in the casket. And I have been marking for Sue Young ever since she set Rosemary on fire. And Rosemary is my current favorite female wrestler. So like I am all in for anything involving Rosemary. And I am very excited for the return feud when Rosemary comes back from injury between her
2: and the Undead bride. yeah. Good, good. It's good to have a bit of variety. Um, I was wanting to see if you would pick some indie team. Would you class Impact as indie?
3: <laughs> I mean, indie, Im, Impact is indie. They might try to think that they're not, but Impact is indie.
2: Uh, yes, they are. Right. Because I've, I've mucked up the order, but I'm going to stick with you, Kyle, because you, in the... Sure other episode you'd mentioned that you were looking forward to talking about the tag teams. So who would you class as the best tag team in wrestling at the moment?
3: All right. My best tag team in wrestling, um, honorable mention goes to the new day because they continue to just be excellent in everything that they do. Um, but my tag team of the year thus far has not been tagging together for very long, but at the time they have been together, they produce nothing but stellar matches, and that is Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Hey! Uh, good yeah. pick. Like, just great match after great match after great match. They have amazing chemistry together. They're very high intensity. Their matches are very exciting. Kyle O'Reilly is the best facial expressions of anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love it for him, because I think him and Roddy Strong have a longer career and tenure together than he and Bobby Fish would, just because Bobby Fish is getting up there in years.
2: The, as you say, the chemistry that these two guys have is ridiculous. They've, they were my pick as well, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Just the amount of matches they've put on that have been like top quality, top drawer, it's hard to ignore. And I think all the other teams are eating their dust. Is that even the right term? I can't remember if that's the right phrase or not. It's right over here.
3: Yeah, that works in this analogy.
2: Uh, So that's my pick. What about yours, Rance?
4: So I want to give some love. That's a great pick. It's a great pick. I want to give some love to a team I've had a lot of negative things to say about over the years. Um, I've always respected their talent. I've always respected their ability to draw. I think they're the best marketers in wrestling history that aren't a promoter. But this year, they show that they're not... A gimmick. This year they showed that they're more than us the spot monkeys. They showed that not only can they tell competent stories, not only can they wrestle great matches that aren't just aren't uh, revolved around amazingly crazy spots, but they also show that they can do it with every tag team and not the juniors. The Young Bucks are the best tag team of the year. And if there's ever a year they deserved it, because last year it was the Usos, if there's ever a year the Bucks deserved it, it's this, getting finally moved up to the heavyweight, heavyweight tag division in New Japan, and it's the very first chance they got winning the titles, defending them, killing it in the Ring of Honor, everywhere they go, they always have great matches on the indies, and then, if you want to give them the rub for the all-in thing, which by the way, like I told Carl the other day, was actually the Bucks' idea, not Cody's. Um, yeah, I, 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 my only issue with them I ever had with them was the trollish nature and the spot monkey nature of their matches? They have killed that, and they are just great wrestlers and a great tag team. And my hat goes off to them, one hundred percent. Young Bucks, all the way. It's
3: a great pick,
2: Kyle.
0: Yeah, I should I should have snuck in when you and when you and Kyle said it because for me it's it's also Roddy Strong and, and Kyle O'Reilly. Man, I mean I I don't. I love tag team wrestling. And so if, if the bar hadn't disappeared for, for a while here, they would always be in contention for oh, that. Yeah. The Usos are always in contention. Tag team wrestling when it's on is so, is special to me. And I, I really like, I wish that at times, I wish that WWE especially would put more focus on it because there are a lot of talented tag teams that they, that they could be utilizing and utilizing them properly. Um, it damn sure ain't the B team. So, oh. you know, I, I just, I've loved everything that O'Reilly and uh, Roddy Strong have done. And like you said, they've only been tagging a short amount of time. And it's very, it reminds me a lot of kind of how Sheamus and Cesaro did it where they hadn't been tagging very much. And they just, I mean, just clicked instantly. I'm you know, sneak it when you said it, but that would be it.
2: Are you of the same opinion, Ricky?
1: I was, but I've, I think I should probably change it so at least we have a few different um, choices. So mine actually was the same as the three of you. Um, so ah, oh, screw it. I will go B team, B team, go, go, go. You can go, um, go,
4: go. Uh. You can go, go, go out of here with that pick. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh. You can go, go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I wanted to say. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Um, I've always liked, um, I've completely forgot their names, um, they're the best and you can't even name them. See, there's are uh, really like, there was no logic. I just wanted to kind of, um, change my mind. Um, uh, I wanted to be different, but it is, um, Roddy Strong and O'Reilly, but I, I actually quite like the B team. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I not. I'm not, re- I'm not. I'm not saying they're great or anything. I just kind of. I find them kind of funny, but in like a stupid corny kind of way. Um, I mean, B stands B. for garbage. You
3: know, so to <laughs> me, they're Heath Slater and Rhino all over again. Getting, getting, Where? Getting, you're getting,
1: you're getting, you're, well, the than name.
3: Well, no. What I mean is, they're like that feel-good team that got their moment, and it was like cute and whatever. Oh. But it once should have they got the belt. Exactly, it should have been
1: done.
3: Here's the difference, and let me give you
4: let me just help you out, Rick, real quick. Bo beach. Dallas, that was his name. Bo Dallas <laughs> and Curtis Axel. The reason I the reason that I appreciate what they've done and who they are is because they're a true testament to always keep working, always keep working, and you'll find something that, that resonates. And they found something that truly resonated, and they've had the shittiest run of gimmicks or groups that they could have ever. Michael McGillicuddy, you know what I'm saying? Like they the social really, outcasts. the social oh, outcast Curtis Axel being being uh, being managed by Paul Heyman for like three months,
3: and, and then being moved. in a tag
4: team with Ryback. Yes, <gasps> like they've Ryback, real. They've really gone through it, but they've always stayed positive. They've always taken their spots when they had them, and they worked so hard to where they 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 built something that was entertaining enough to get a run and a push. Hats
3: off to them, too. I feel but I you, I think right? we can all agree on this. That new theme song is trash. It's trash, <laughs> but I guarantee you that's going to keep them over. Oh, that theme is people, terrible. Their old theme chanted. was good.
4: Their yeah, old no, theme was good. But now they got a chant. I hate I, it, too. So uh, this is the type of stuff that works.
3: Oh, it's so bad.
4: Alright. Yeah, Let's sorry, look. Ricky, man, but I, I was trying to back you up, bro. <laughs>
1: My pick was that bad that I couldn't even remember the names.
2: That, that that's is indicative, right.
3: a bad pick, yeah. It's all right, Ricky. This is your show.
2: The B and B team stands stands for Barnburner, because that's all they put on week in and week out. <laughs> right, Brian.
3: Was- I think you've had a joke for every single. <laughs> Award so far at some point, and they're you know. better than his normal jokes. That's the best part. Uh,
2: I can't help myself. Um, Paige here, um, so... <laughs> 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 so so since we all sort of well, three out of the two picked Strong and O'Reilly. With well, I'm guessing that you two guys would also pick Undisputed Era as the best stable. Because for me, yeah, bit...
3: that was my pick. Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah, That's why I didn't pick my tag team, because I wanted to give some love to Man. the Bucks, who deserved it this year, for once, being the guy who always hated on them. Mm-hmm. But yes, the disputed era is the
3: best stable in all of wrestling. I will give and honorable until mention. The
4: back. Until the Shield came back, put the fists out.
3: <laughs> no, no, but I will give honorable mention to the scariest stable in wrestling, the Firing Squad.
0: Hell yeah.
3: Um, honorable mention to the Tongans, because I don't want to run into any of them in these streets. Rickie yeah, is, but no. the Undisputed Era is the best staple.
0: Yeah. Undisputed Era. Anybody, did anybody argue that? Ricky, did you have a different answer? Nope.
2: So that was by it. the
4: way, don't the Undisputed Era remind you a lot of the radicals when they first came over?
2: Um, see, because of their music, uh-huh. I just think NWO...
4: Yeah, No, for the music. But what I, what I mean by that, by that is they're young, they're hungry, they were never quite pushed to the level they should have been pushed. And other company, Adam Cole, not I was going to you know. say,
3: Adam Cole is the only three-time world champion in Ring of Honor history. Right, but I mean,
4: like, Kyle O'Reilly finally won to
3: thank you. Roddy Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish are all former Ring of Honor world <laughs> champions.
4: Bobby Fish never won the title, did he?
3: Yeah. You get the point. You know what I mean.
4: Come on, man. I yeah. mean, uh, your point is wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Brian, what's next?
2: Yeah, that was the first unanimous pick for everyone out of both shows. Maybe the only one yeah. as well. I uh, mean, what
3: does be- that tell you about how good that stable is
2: exactly. uh Exactly. Mauro Ronaldo summed them up perfectly as having the summer of sleaze. I thought that was the perfect way to describe them.
3: I can't hear that and not think of famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan, the crown <laughs> prince of Sleaze. Are you going to continue to try to mention him every chance you get? I mean, if I hear Sleaze, I think Joey Ryan. He markets himself
2: uh-huh.
3: as bringing, like he's got shirts that say bringing Sleazy back. I have a Joey Ryan shirt that is the Sleazy Ghost.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Resurrection. erection.
2: Ricky, on the train home today, you said you have an interesting pick for worst meal. So, hit us with the worst meal.
1: I could go Baron Corbin, but I think that might offend Carl a little bit.
3: It's um, just because it's a good answer, Captain. No,
1: right. When we're ready for the worst meal. it is Johnny fucking wrestling?
4: Oh, so Wait, why didn't you just give him like...
1: Oh, I did, I did, so I will try and somehow justify this, right? Good luck. Well, from a KFA point of view, right, so he drags Tommaso Ciampa after he's getting taken out on a stretcher in the second match, brings him back into Dolmore punishment. A good guy wouldn't do that. He cost Alistair Black the title because he couldn't control his rage. A good guy wouldn't do that. He cost himself the title at the last takeover by going over, over the top in his attacks oh, in Ciampa. Silly man. Gargano is. He turns up at Ciampa's home. He turns up at the performance centre. He is hounding Ricky. Tommaso Ciampa. He is not a good person. But Ricky, Ciampa spat <laughs> on and threw it in the oh, crowd. But-
3: you wouldn't be uncontrollably raged. I mean. Ryan's so uncontrollably raged about it that he doesn't even want us to talk about Champa on the show. <laughs>
2: Redacted.
1: Uh,
2: Redacted. Not,
1: it was. It was everything. Everything Gargano done to him at that point. It made It, it was a justifiable act.
3: Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the pick. I just wanted to play devil's. I mind. just. I, I love the idea of of him
4: being the best and the worst at the same time. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that is pretty great,
0: yeah.
2: Carl, what's your pick? Oh boy, it's time
0: to ruffle some feathers. Uh, Finn Balor.
2: Oh dear, yeah, dear, uh, dear.
0: Oh God. Um, so let's just talk about Finn Balor. Well, okay, Rant is going, oh God, what has
1: Finn Balor done this year? He, he was the demon. He pushed... One could argue he was... He, he was forced to become the demon in order to beat Baron Corbin. Yeah, exactly. That's not a good thing.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, he's in lost I the Intercontinental the, title a lot.
0: Lost the I, Intercontinental title matches. He never lost the Intercontinental title because motherfucker had never had it.
4: And <laughs> I seed my argument. I step back and, and watch. No, no, it's, it's been a guys.
0: He's done nothing. I'm not saying that he's... I'm not saying that he's terrible or anything, but so far this year... He has not been great let's put it that way okay
2: can i can i argue that his friendly antagonism or that sort of friendly competition that he had in the spring with seth rollins maybe pushed seth rollins to become the man that he is now yeah but it pushed uh, seth, seth back to
4: the
0: back of, that- of the line <laughs> yeah i mean seth rollins is better than Finn anyway so i don't know yep that's yep true. yep
2: uh, who's next I have for worst meal? Kale.
3: Okay, um big Cass. Homeboy comes back, has two real shit matches, and then gets himself fired for being a dick. I was
0: gonna oh. say him also. It was the thing in my head as well.
3: The best yeah. part about Big Cass is have you seen the interview with him today?
4: He said if I was Vince, I would've fired me too. That lets you know, know he he's like guys. yeah,
3: he knows he fucked up. So like <laughs> let's acknowledge this fuck up for what it is. You are the worst male of the year so far.
2: Yeah, he was my
1: pick <laughs> and, and, as well. The, the thing about that was that people tried, we all tried to kind of convince ourselves that Daniel Bryan match was semi-okay, but in reality it was, it was terrible. Um second one was Decent, after, uh, decent, but feud,
3: decent. But the feud itself became less justifiable once he got fired.
4: No, absolutely, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not capable for the feud is taking up for But the second match was a good three star match. Like, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't.
2: That's fair. I've um, picked him as well for different additional <laughs> reasons as well as Kyle's, and that he's recently changed his name to Big C. What
3: the fuck? That's better. That's better than Big Kaz. What did he change it to? Big, what to? Big, Big C, C. Like cancer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm
3: not even joking, dude. Like That's what there was a him show him? called The Big C, and it was about a woman fighting cancer. <laughs> Big, like, Big C him. is not a good name it's, for that reason.
2: It's awful, and not not only that, he is a Trump supporter as well. So there is that to add into. The oh mix. yeah, that, that
3: hey, automatically you know,
4: makes that worth podcast. Not the podcast. on the podcast. I mean, for
2: all we know, he, <laughs> for all we know, he wears Donald Trump emblazoned ties to work.
3: If <laughs> you're in a tag team with Enzo and you somehow sound like the shittier person, we have a problem. What?
0: <laughs>
3: Good point. Can I not going go that far, yeah, yeah, we're waiting. Oh say Roman my... Reigns.
0: I will fight you. I will fly <laughs> to fight you. I have two,
4: and they're very controversial. And it's 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 they're well they're both the answer, but AKA think... bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: Okay. I'm kidding. I
4: love you. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. The first one's Kevin Owens. And, okay. Back to bullshit. Go ahead, though. No. No, Worst doesn't mean bad. Worst yeah, mean, I know. I'm, right. Kevin Owens has had the shittiest year of his career. That's why he quit. Right? Uh-huh. He sure. had... He he, yeah. he got his ass beat by Shane with, with a pin... With 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 not a pin of size. What did he have? Um, With... uh, Wait, he got that Helicopter crash? No, with diverticulitis, there we got go. his ass beat by him, and Daniel Bryan on his comeback, then got shipped off to Raw, got the ass beat on Raw by Lashley, and by uh, Braun for months. Sammy got hurt, then, you know, you think he's gonna do something, gonna win the Money in the Bank? Nope, gets beat, gets put in porta potties, gets car flipped over, gets thrown <laughs> off of, <laughs> of cages. Kevin Owens had a shitty 2018, but the answer to your United.
2: Ah, Damn. Good answer.
4: Damn. Yes. Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito is, and we're talking truthfully here, Tetsuya Naito is the most over-wrestler in New Japan wrestling right now. Facts. Right? And he's lost every big match. Sans winning the IC title against Suzuki at a show that I can't tell you what it was. He got squashed by a part-timer in Jericho who ain't been seen in in the company since. He lost the biggest match of his career in a redemption angle against Okada. He's he's not even the most popular guy at this point in his own stable anymore. That's a wrong move. Get well soon, hiromu We love you. We love you, hiromu yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Get healthy. Uh, and hey, and Darryl is taken care of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, Darryl's yeah. Got, got his wife. Two. Those those are my two. Because when I'm thinking worst, I'm not thinking like shitty. I'm thinking like worst years. And those are two top guys, heavyweight championship level guys. And they have had absolutely terribly booked years. Those are the answers.
2: Do you know how I've had a joke almost every category? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. With Hiromu in hospital, I hope Daniel isn't feeling too lonely. Oh. I
3: think it's even better because he fucked up the name. Yeah, I was about to say Daryl?
2: D- oh, Daryl, what did I say? Oh, He's
3: Daniel. He said Daniel.
2: Brian? Oh, Daryl. Uh, yeah.
3: That makes it even better is that he screwed up the name. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Never change, Brian, never
1: change.
2: <laughs> it's too late. I've just, I've dug <laughs> the hole. I'm falling in it I right now.
1: It's fine. It's half past 12 already. It's fine.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. Worst female. This could be quite an interesting bunch of picks. Carl, why don't you go first?
0: Oh boy, the worst female. So I've been trying to think about this one. Because at, at first, in my head, at first I wanted to say Asuka. But then she won the, shot forget she won the Rumble. Since then, it's been pretty bad. But uh, the more and more I think about it, it's probably Naomi. Uh, Naomi has done nothing this year, really. She won the, the the battle royal that nobody cares about. Other than that, she's been sitting on the sidelines for the majority of the year. Uh, so I'm not. It was for me. It was between her and Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch don't,
4: don't hasn't done anything air. either. Don't get don't get us kicked off the air. It's right, true. No, I
0: don't mean. It's, it's true. I mean I'm, I'm it's thinking true. this from my like kayfabe perspective, though. So, like I mean, I'm not going there. Like, but for me, it's probably Naomi just because she she had a really great year the year before. But this year she she won that battle royal and if you think that's an accomplishment, guys, cool. But what has happened since then? Not a damn thing. Naomi's
3: relationship goals, man. Yeah, She's that's fine. That's,
1: this is we're that, talking that, about wrestling here. that, you know, like, that battle royal means nothing. nothing. Exactly. So I would
0: I would yeah, say Naomi, any, and yeah. I think it's actually when I say this, I say it because it kind of sucks because Naomi, like, it took me a while to come around on Naomi, but when I. She's got a lot of great she's got a great entrance she's got a great look she's highly athletic she's good you know she's different in a good way and I think I think it would be
3: Naomi's been a little
0: bit of disservice to her
3: Naomi's one of the women that is not a beneficiary of the fact that there's not really a mid card in the women's division Sure, sure. Naomi is the type of woman that if there was a mid card in the women's yeah. division mm-hmm. that's like your mid card champion that everybody needs to go through To get to the main champion. Yeah,
0: definitely,
3: yeah. Like you said, she's got so much going for her and she could totally hold down that mid-card spot.
2: What about yourself? I hadn't thought of it like that, but that's that's good, yeah. Do you have a different answer, Kyle?
3: I do. um, And this one might be controversial, but I mean, I have a different answer and it's real simple. This woman does absolutely nothing for me. My worst female is Dakota Kai. (laughs) I have no desire to see her. I don't care about her. Like... She does nothing for me. At all. Homegirl can be... Away.
2: Yep, she's my pick as well, actually. That's a couple that we've shared the same opinion of. Um,
3: Wow,
0: the disrespect in this fucking
3: show. You agree. I mean... She just doesn't... Like, I've tried a couple different times, but, like, the way they're presenting her, I just... There's nothing for me to latch onto
2: there. There's been, on the victim... There's being the victim of a dominant bully angle, but then there's crying during your promos because the big bad bully comes in uh, and falling about full sail because of your tears are st- streamed all over the floor. She's a complete geek. I just I've got like I've got no sympathy for her at all. So. I wish y'all
0: listening could see Carl's face. He's so <laughs> upset. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, y'all are wrong all the time. It's not my fault.
3: <laughs> Carl is apparently the only person on the panel who's here for Dakota Kai. because I like We are not here for Dakota sorry Kai. Why y'all hate her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't hate her. I This, this I don't is don't
0: the hate same company that employs Alicia Fox. And y'all no, pick Dakota no, Kai.
3: Carl, I don't hate her. i I worse than hate her. I apathy <laughs> Dakota
0: Kai. No, I got I you. I don't yeah, yeah. give right. any fucks. Right, I got you. I hear you. That's fine. She's you can poo. feel that way. It's it's, it's Ranson Natalia all over again, which is you know. I bet you he won't say Natalia today though because yeah right.
4: I'm, look, I'm not evil. Okay, I want to go to heaven. I'm not a bad person. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 What's your pick then, Rance?
4: Oh, it, it's Oscar. The answer is Asuka. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oscar lost twice to Carmella. Come <laughs> on, dog, And clean. Clean. James Ellsworth didn't interfere either time. He just stood there. Oh, no. And like, like, no. nope. Oh, what's this? And super kicked to the face. Like, I love Oscar, But Asuka, you want to talk about done nothing? Like, nothing? At least Naomi got the uterus trophy. She ain't got nothing. So she, the, got, she won the Royal Rumble. Great. Uh-huh. What happened after she won? Ronda Rousey comes out. You got nothing. Like, come on, Oscar. Like, she's done nothing. And this is no diss to her. It's very similar to I tell everyone face. That she is a top level star who's done nothing. This is how you know she's had a bad year. Like I told you the other, like I told both of y'all the other day, when they had the brawl. And she was out there in the brawl with the geeks and the, and the jobbers splitting up the other two real stars.
2: She you had saying? arguably the match of the night at WrestleMania.
4: Okay. Is that, is that, is that something that you can you put that in your trophy case? Like, that's cool. Good. Like, I'm not saying she ain't a great wrestler, but she hasn't done. She lost that match.
2: And I would say that your definition of clean needs to be revisited.
4: Well, no. what I, This is what I consider clean. I consider clean, a clean victory when there was no physical interference. James Ellsworth never physically interfered in either match.
2: See, when you see James Ellsworth's face, you physically recoil. That's a physical that's interference. A
4: that's a good point. but That's a very good point because it is... It, but what I'm saying is... like for example, Let me give you a perfect example. When Kevin Owens lost to Goldberg because Watcher j came out... Fuck that That's noise. your dumbass fault. You hear music. That don't mean you got to look at it. You know you're in a match. Like so, yeah. I know. I know it was kayfabe. It's wrestling. I get that. But James Elworth didn't put his hands on her once. She okay. was never jumped, attacked, bamboozled, ran astray, hoodwinked. None of that. She All looked right, at it you, and got. I'm just nine, ass the
2: ten. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's Oscar, and it's, it's not a diss. It's a be better.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. What's female? Is Roman Reigns. Bro, don't <laughs> to
3: fight you, bro.
0: What has
1: he done in the women's division this year? Tell me one thing he's done.
3: No, no. Mooch just wants just really wants Rance to fly up Scotland. That's his yeah. way of getting
4: mixed out there. You ain't gotta do it like that. All you gotta do is say ask me. You ain't gotta like like make me upset. <laughs>
1: um I also went with Asuka. Good pick. I feel yeah, she won. The, the only thing that was making me not do it was because she won the Royal Rumble. And it's when you look back on it, yeah, we can talk about it was Ronda Rousey's face that everyone remembered. And that was a sort of closing image. But she still won the first ever Wo- Women's Royal Rumble. I I agree that that Charlotte asker was probably the match of the night. And I also a kind of might have played into it saying maybe I can give her a little bit of Libby, but she lost twice to Carmella. She's done nothing since. Her streak ended. They've not booked her properly. I mean, I could pick someone straightforward like Alicia Fox or someone along those lines, but we all know that's the right answer in a sense, but that's not what we're going to do. That's not what we're picking. But for me, kayfabe-wise, she's she's been booked horribly outside of the Rumble win. Um, And I... I would say there was a kind of interference and it wasn't clean, the Carmella win. Um, Carmella's win over Charlotte was clean. Like I know some people tried to say back then it wasn't, but when she dived off the top rope, or was it a moonsault stride hit, and I think her knee went, Charlotte, uh, Carmella took advantage and pinned her. That's clean, but the one with Asuka and Carmella, even though there was no physical interference or... Uh, distracting referee but she did come down he did come down to Ellsworth and distract Asuka but kayfabe wise booking booking she's, she's been terrible um, but like I say we could go another direction but for me that was ter- that, that she is the worst female of the year purely because of how she's booked and how much star power she has or had uh, coming into the main roster and after winning the Royal Rumble um, it's just been a downward spiral ever since Asuka would
2: kick Dakota Kai's ass.
4: Anybody would kick Dakota Kai's ass. <laughs> Alicia Fox would sling her around like a skinny geek that she is.
2: Byron Saxton <laughs> yeah, could kick her ass.
3: Just the obvious answer here. I'm, I'm
0: quitting the show after
2: this, but let's go. <laughs> right.
3: I was like, fuck this. I'm not into for Dakota hate.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, Mr. Moores, who is your worst tag team of the world of wrestling?
3: the bludgeon brothers because they destroyed the smackdown tag team division okay like there's being dominantly booked as like a monster team and then there's being booked so dominantly that you destroy the credibility of the rest of your division and the bludgeon brothers until rowan got hurt and they had to pull the title change were booked in such a way that it ruined the credibility of the other teams and for that reason, I say they're the worst tag team in wrestling right now.
2: That's fair enough. I, I heard Rance not happy with that answer.
4: Well, we, me and him disagree on the Bludgeon Brothers, but I understand his point. Would you like me to give mine?
2: Mm-hmm. On you go.
4: Outside the box, bro, it's Sasha Banks and Bayley. And the reason I picked them is because They've had this back and forth, I like you, I don't like you, I hate you, I hate you, I love you, I love you, we're friends, we're not, you turned on me, I'm pouty, I'm upset, I'm going to fight you, then the next week get made to tag team, we're going to go to counseling, and then we're going to be on Instagram be best friends, and then we're going to fight the next day and all this. And all that was supposedly leading to them being better than ever and being a tag team, and they've lost every tag match they've had since.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, like, if the point was to get y'all on the same page, they should be on the same page. And no disrespect to the Riot Squad because they have improved massively, but those two should not lose to Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. So, Sasha and Bayley are tremendous workers. They're a great tag team. If they're going to stay a tag team. They're a perfect tag team to be the first women's tag champs. so that's where we're going to go but they have not done anything of note together as a team.
2: That was, for the edge portion of this award show, that was actually going to be my pick for what were they thinking. In other words, what weren't they thinking by just having this, well, they won't they thing. So, yeah, that's been a pretty bad booking decision or lack of decisions, as it were. But for me, to echo Ricky earlier, the revival, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I can't believe it because two years ago, This time two years ago, this was for me the best tag team on the planet, but the Revival are terrible. They dropped out to a bunch of guys who have got many um, drug and alcohol issues over the years and shouldn't be able to walk in a ring without a walking stick, for a start.
4: And that's just Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) don't... That that was that was the Clive wishes he had that joke moment of the show.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, w- I, w- I want to badmouth one of those people that are in that segment of the revival, but I'm afraid I'll upset one of our guests. Badmouth whoever you
3: want, Rick. You uh, I don't want I
1: no I don't want to.
3: You don't want to hurt Carl's feelings?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. For the revival? Uh not for the revival. I'm just not a fan of that. Do, do it,
4: do it, do it.
1: It's okay. Oh. Florida, you like gave you
3: permission. Now you gotta say it.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck. Ready? Fuck Razor Ramon. <laughs> what? That's
3: <laughs> blasphemous. It really is, and like it's over between us. I-, I can't even. That. I-, I thought you were better than that, Ricky. <laughs> All I he did, was hate, man. all he did
0: was throw a toothpick in their face. It could have been worse because he can't I do anything else.
3: Carl's outrage. How you gonna hate <laughs> on the bad guys?
1: Exactly. That's painful. <laughs> oh, Come on, Chico. <laughs> well, Cl- Clive, Clive will tell you. I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of a lot of the old school guys. I, I don't yeah. have much. I have an open dislike towards Ric Flair. You're a, so
2: with uh, with Scott Hall. You you like the character, but you don't like the person.
3: I mean, Scott Hall as a person is easy to dislike. He's done a lot of <laughs> fucked up shit, but like Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon, the wrestler, go yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey yo.
2: Yeah, I I kind of agree there, especially uh, the the sort of invasion of WCW. That I hope you two stuff.
4: don't see each other for a while
3: because
4: we <laughs> might whoop your ass.
3: He'll whoop you with them trash bag pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Why did I send that into the group? <laughs> Ricky,
2: who's your worst tag team apart from your left pant leg and your right pant leg? Oh,
1: oh, oh I'll, be, I'll, that's really, good I'll one. wear these to work. I, I will wear them to work and I will show you all one day. Uh, Worst tag team? Offers of pain. Yeah, that's fair.
2: I mean, that's almost um, the, the, kind of like the revival for me, where it's just been horrendous, but on you go. Sorry, I'm stealing your mind. I
1: mean, I mean, talk about a team that, that didn't have anything else left to do in NXT, but were still too green to come up to the main roster. They come up and then they disappear for... Or was it like six weeks, months? Certainly over a month, I think it was. Anyway, they're at the point where, let's like say, they're still developing, but they're still not main roster ready. But so, where do you go? You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. I was never a massive fan of them in NXT anyway in the first place. Um, but I said, but unfortunately for them, maybe it's kind of out of their control. But there was nothing left for them to do in NXT. And I think if they stayed in NXT any longer, it was like, what is the purpose? What is the angle of that? But to come up to the main roster like Green, like I say, they're just not main roster ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think losing Paul Ellering quite early on as well was, was a damage, was a bit of a blow to them as well. Um, I think he didn't want to do the traveling or whatnot. Um, but like I say it all just stems back to the NXT initial when they were initially called up. Just who Green not ready, but like I say, where, we, where they were meant to go in NXT after they'd done virtually everything.
2: Carl, last pick for you.
0: Yeah, um, so I'm going to go with the deleters of worlds, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy. Um, this, I thought I had some promise in the beginning, but I was dead wrong. Matt, as we know, he's he is transitioning right now to a producer oh. role. Uh, that tag team is over now, so they may not win it at the end of the year if we do this at the end of the year because we got a few more months left. But... They won the tag titles. Whoop de do! There was kind of a cool moment at WrestleMania when Bray helped Matt win the Battle Royal, but outside of that, they just... and I was going to say the B team, by the way, but they just don't do anything for me. Like I, I mean, I, I thought it would be kind of fun, but it's really just turned into a side. It was just a sideshow thing to me. They don't seem to have great tag team chemistry either. Yeah.
2: They're, so, they're tandem, my choice on that. The tandem finish is quite clunky.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I. Me talking about them has Rance asleep right now,
1: so
3: <laughs>
1: I mean that should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, it's quite disappointing because I I remember I texting Brian Clive um, at WrestleMania when Bray came out to help Matt. Like I popped so hard for that. Oh yeah, a lot of I, people was, I was I was I was a big fan of that, and I thought this might work, but it just it just never did. It never did. Never materialized into what it could have
0: been.
2: Probably it's a shame. That is a shame. So, next up we have Ah, right. I know that you struggled with this one, Ricky, so I'm going to put you on That's... the spot with Worst Stable. I'll
1: go last. Can I go? I'll go first. I I'll <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: go first. On you yeah. go then. Um, My Worst Stable was the Riot Squad.
2: Interesting.
3: Like, I mean, what have they done of note? Other than feud with Sa- Sasha and Bailey all year, nothing. Liv painted her tongue blue. Yeah. So like that's news. Apparently, you know
4: they have a, they have a video about why she does it. It's news.
3: Geez. Like no disrespect to the women individually, and I'm not trying to say they don't work hard or anything like that, but they're so irrelevant. It's not even funny. <laughs> remember, remember Absolution. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. Yeah. Yeah. you know what's funny I was
0: thinking about picking them for this and I forgot
1: their name until you just reminded me what it was there you go me yeah. I've, I've thought of one right now on the spot okay the worst stable of 2018 is Dave Meltzer and his little stable boys oh, oh <laughs> yes <laughs> yes
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I can't. I have nothing. I can't say
4: anything. That. That's <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah.
3: That's, that's, no, that's, a, that's an excellent pick.
4: So, <laughs> I, I, I want to give my pick because, again, like all my worst were a bit controversial because I looked at the worst differently. The worst stable this year is the Bullet Club.
2: Because of the in house fighting.
4: Because of the in house fighting. Because how bad it's affected everybody. And the fact that half of their damn stable kicked them out.
3: Yeah. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like... From a kayfabe sense, yeah.
4: Yeah, and then, oh, by the way, your leader, who's your world champ right now, left in the midst of the whole entire year to be with his boyfriend, like, instead of being the leader of the brand. You know what I mean? So, like, from a kayfabe perspective, the book club has
3: been terrible. Well, it's so bad that they're officially now two different stables. They're announced as two different stables. They're announced as Bullet Club OGs and Bullet Club Elite.
0: So, hey, there you go. So, it's a the Bullet Club. Uh, Clive, go ahead and pick yours. I'm going to go last. My answer is a little bit
2: different. Well, mine does actually absolution. Uh, okay, they kind of disbanded when Paige retired. Paige here, but they. <laughs> the, sorry, that is starting to go old quickly, that joke then, I see. When they disbanded. Although, it's, it's still funny. When they disbanded, I thought they could have run a storyline where the Absolution Girls had problems with Page's authority as a general manager and they've done absolutely nothing about it. I, th- I thought yeah. it was a wasted opportunity to help give those girls a good spotlight. I think Sonia Deville could be a future star, but that's kind of run cold. Mandy Rose does nothing for me. Me neither. Uh, so I oh, think. I wonder work out. It's similar I
3: mean, we know why she does nothing for me, but like, Brian's backing me up here. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's more
3: than just being a hot piece of ass.
2: Exactly. It's similar to Kyle's pick for Riot Squad in that they just don't don't do much. I think the Riot Squad featured more heavily on Raw, so I'm letting them away with it. But as far as stables go, that's slim pickings for like quantity in general. So sorry, ladies, but. You are the worst. You are absolutely shit.
4: Oh, that's nice. Can I tell you what Absolution and the Riot Squad reminds me of? You remember that year we had Deep Impact and Armageddon
3: at the same time? (laughs) And they're the same movie? That's Absolution and the Riot Squad. Yeah. They were the same thing. Or the year that Friends with Benefits and. um,
4: Uh uh, um, 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 Friends with Benefits Uh and. Ashley Kutcher and Natalie Portman
1: movie.
3: Yeah. The, but it's uh, uh, no strings way. attached. No okay. strings attached, boom. Yeah. When they're the exact same fucking movie. Yep.
1: Friends Friends with Benefit was good.
3: Oh, it was I amazing. Mean, neither one of them were terrible. It's that they're seen the them. exact same movie.
4: Yeah, it goes to show what type of well, I'm not gonna dish you on this show. I'll dish
0: you on my show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Carl, have you got a pick yet? You've, you've yeah, got well, one.
0: here's the thing. I don't have a pick because, like you said just a minute ago, stables are slim pickings. And I Mm -hmm. think that is the worst part about stables this year is that we don't have a lot of great stables. I mean, the Shield, I mean, they're kind of like – they're a great stable when they're a stable, right? Uh, Undisputed Era, would, like we said, is the best. That was a clean sweep for us. But outside of the Undisputed Era – I mean, if you want to go keep going with Bullet Club, sure, but across wrestling, we just don't have a lot of great stables, guys. And mm-hmm. to me, that's the worst part about stables this year. And I, if I had to just pick one, I'd probably pick the Riot Squad. But I mean, when I just cut it down to the nitty gritty, it slim thickens. And that, to me, I wanted to go last at first because I couldn't fucking think of anybody. And now I wanted to, when I realized mm-hmm. that I couldn't think of anybody, I was like, I got to go last so I could. Make that point known. There's just not a lot of great stables. There's not a lot of – and stables are supposed to be awesome. We're supposed to love stables. You know what I mean? And it's just not working
4: right nope. now. Can, can, I, can I tell you who I was going to pick?
0: Yeah.
3: Sandy. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, good yeah, one. Sure. Yeah, they I got either. another one. Um, and this is nothing against them as individuals except for Kalisto. Lucha House Party.
2: You mean, who, you mean Lucha Booty? <laughs> oh, I told me, huh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible stables.
0: Terrible stable. Yeah, when are they going to start spray painting people on the back? And you
4: know? <laughs> no, that's, no, no, that's LWO, bro. They, they
2: ain't there yet. <laughs> yeah. eh. Would you argue yeah, this be- is from a kayfabe point of view? Chaos because is it chaos that Okada's in? Pardon my ignorance. Yes. From yes, a kayfabe they're kind of all in it for themselves. They're losing titles left, right, and center. Jay White trying to
4: Me- steal the, the entire, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the entire stable from Okada. That's
1: a good point. Maybe even sanity as well.
2: That's been said. Oh,
1: okay. There's a paid attention, you. Rick. I mean, even um, Lij
3: have lost most of their big matches this year.
2: Next up, so, yeah, Rance. I think I know your pick for this one, but the best pay per view so far this year. Can, is-
1: can, wait, 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 can we flip them so we don't end on a bad note? Okay.
2: Right. Well, Rance, what's your worst pay per view of the year? backlash Ooh. okay
1: i don't backlash. know if anyone have anything different i do i do too
2: Wait, so do you who, want me
4: uh, explain? would you like me to explain you can, <laughs> can if you, you want to too. okay no I, I can explain perfectly by telling you the card that should tell you all you need to know oh that's why I, that's how i'm gonna justify mine so i'm good with that okay the pre-show was ruby riot versus bailey Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Cool. That's first match of the the main card.
2: Match of the year contender.
4: Right. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. (laughs) Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the United States Championship. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Carmella versus Charlotte Flair. AJ Styles versus Jinsuke Nakamura in a double dick kick. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, and they, I think, they're still headed out to their
0: exits before that
3: match is over. <laughs> oh, I, I, no can, I, I still feel like my card can beat that.
0: I'm just going to say now I have no argument with that. Backlash is my choice as well.
2: So Okay. Is it the same with you? Uh, I,
1: thought, I thought for a slight moment, maybe because I completely forgot about Backlash, I was considering the Chamber, but that those two Chamber matches were actually quite good, so yeah. especially the women's. So, But yeah, Backlash, overwhelmingly. I got a different one.
2: Okay.
3: Fastlane. The card for Fastlane <laughs> this year, the pre-show was Breezango and Ty Dillinger against Mojo, Raleigh, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin. Hmm. The first match on the card was Shinsuke and Rusev. Mm-hmm. Then Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode for the U.S. Championship. Jeez. Natalia and Carmella oh, yeah. versus Becky Lynch and Naomi. The Usos versus the New Day in a nine-minute match that got broken up by the Bludgeon Brothers,
4: where Xavier Woods got power bombed on the stairs.
3: Yep. Charlotte Flair against Ruby Riot for the Women's Championship, and then a Six Pack Challenge between AJ, John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin.
4: Where Shane McMahon is the reason that AJ won, because he attacked both Owens and Zayn in the same match. Yes. Yeah, I remember
3: that. Yes, that, that pay-per-view. pay-per-view. That was the drizzling shits of pay-per-view in 2018.
2: <laughs> Do you know what was another drizzling shits contender? Mm. I'm sorry, Carl, but WrestleMania 33, for me, is the worst pay-per-view of the year.
4: 34.
2: 34, sorry. 33 was quite shite as well, while I'm at it. Uh, 34, from a personal fan point of view, the wrong man won the Cruiserweight title. The, the pre-show matches were just treated like shit anyway. They always are, but it's still a gripe that I have. Typical formula of WrestleManias in recent years where the pay-per-view starts off well, then it just, it, I don't know, two-fifths, three-fifths through it, just goes off a cliff. Even then, the first few matches were overshadowed by Cena not being able to get over himself. The Take a Cena segment was awful, an abomination to all that is good in the world of WWE. It just took took so much joy out of it that I can't really remember much of what happened in between, and that main event was a colossal disaster for me, so that's my pick. I know Carly call you in attendance, and it was probably great on the night, but watching at home it was a hard and angry, angering watch.
0: But I understand that, Dick. I get
2: it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Brian uh, Alvarez. Uh, you know that. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I disagree. We talked about that. Actually, I was on the post show. I think with you guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the show, but you know, I understand the lows you have with it.
1: For me, the first three quarters of the show was was excellent and I think the vast majority of us thought up until like the three hour mark-ish that we were all saying this is on course to to be arguably the greatest Wrestlemania ever I think if you just think back to some of the matches I think there was maybe four like really outstanding matches and I think those four matches alone make it uh, uh, um, ensure it's not the worst pay-per-view because you had the opening match which was what worst mal right. of the year, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins and the Miz. <clears throat> we had Asker Charlotte. We had the mixed tag match as well. Um not a massive fan of a Daniel Bryan match, but it was a it was a big match in the sense it was his first match back. Um so I think for me like I think those things certainly outweighed the bad and, and I think that makes that I'm not going to say it was great or anything, but I certainly I don't think it was the worst and I think those matches been on that card.
2: Ensure that
0: it wasn't
2: the worst of the year. Okay. I was just look at it. Yeah. Just so <clears throat> disenchanted by it, but that's my pick. Perfect. And... Best? Hello? Yeah. Talk about best. Sorry, I get cut off there, guys. Um, right. So, best pay per view. Rance, we'll go with you again. We know your answer, but go in detail about why you think that's the case.
4: In my opinion. And your opinion? The greatest, the greatest in the, the greatest t- uh, show in America. The greatest pay per view on American soil ever. NXT Takeover New Orleans. Okay. Uh, you have a, the six man ladder match for the North American Championship between your two hosses in Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane. Your superstar Adam Cole. Your superstar in EC3. The biggest young star in all of wrestling, maybe Velveteen Dream, and the debut of Ricochet. You backdoor that with Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon in a match in which she effectively breaks Ember Moon's elbow, and Ember sells it like, she, like her like her like her arm is is going afflicted on her body. Then you backdoor that with the authors of Pain versus Roger Strong and Pete Dunne versus the Undisputed Era because. Bobby Fish just tore his ACL and Adam Cole just went through hell to win the North American championship. Adam Cole can't wrestle. So I wrestling by himself. And when they, when Roddy and, and, and uh, Pete Dunn have the match one, Roddy turns on Pete Dunn and joins the disputed era, giving them the third man that they needed. And then you backdoor that with Alistair Black, who was the phenom. Sorry for the pun. Of NXT for a year against Andrade and who, by the way, had just wrestled the first five star match in WWE in the past six, seven years, if you will, and had a great championship feud. And, and Andrade and, and Alster finally wins and gets the quote unquote demon off his back. And you ended with <clears throat> Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in a match in which Johnny Gargano had to win to get re- reinstated in the NXT, and Ciampa comes out to a chorus of boos. That's it. Fuck you, Champa, And they proceed to have such a great, tremendous feud, brutal, wonderfully built, and it ends with callbacks to their first Everything about that's perfect. Everything. Hell, the damn pre-show matches were perfect.
3: Everything about that show is perfect. Um, I'll backdoor in there and say that that's my pick as well. Um, I give honorable mention to All In because I was there and being in the crowd that was I've been to Wrestlemania before and All In was the most fun I've ever had at a live show. Just the energy of that experience was great but like, realistically, just top to bottom, best pay-per-view TakeOver New Orleans takes it for me as well.
1: So I'll chime in and say that was my pick as well. I think um, outside of the matches, and I think I say this to you, uh, Clive and Rance, that <clears throat> Remember the spot where EC3 done the EC3 baby and Adam Cole gives him like, the fireman's carry onto the ladder and starts hitting super kicks on everyone mm-hmm. and then does his Adam Cole baby? I watched that on repeat about t- a dozen times in a row and my wife was in the same room who doesn't know a single thing about wrestling, came over and sat next to me and says, or oh, he seems kind of cool, if her words were effectively, and she does she doesn't know anything about wrestling. So if she's able to tell that just based off a twenty second clip about someone like Adam Cole, then you know it just showed you how great he actually is. Um, I think there was was it two there was two five star matches on that. Um, the ladder match and the uh, the I yeah. gave my personal film. I felt that uh, Almas and Black was also a five star. I uh, so, in my mind, it was three five stars. Um, in
4: five I, matches. And the other two matches were the best stories told on a pay-per-view card
1: at that yep. point. Yep. So, like I say I completely agree with Kyle and Rance.
2: Are you in the same boat, Carl? Uh,
0: No. Uh, Not that I'm... I'm sorry, Rance?
4: You contrarian?
0: No, I mean... It's, what the hell? Like, okay. <laughs> listen... It it was a fantastic show. I'm not hating at all. But one, I wanna just say this about NXT. I'm not as in with NXT like a lot of you guys are. Ranch watches it every Wednesday. I watch takeovers, okay? So from I know I knew the Champa Gargano story. Fucking fantastic match. The callbacks are great. All the other stuff were to me, the story is okay. Like they're great matches. I'm not hating at all. And my pick is not gonna be popular, okay? And because My pick is pure from an entertainment value standpoint, not thinking about wrestling, like wrestling at all. My favorite match in all of wrestling is the Royal Rumble match. And so the Royal Rumble 2018, simply for the two Rumbles, not the rest of the card, the rest of the card is whatever, the two Rumbles were so well done, structurally perfect, in my opinion, the right winners, the right amount of nostalgia, especially for the women's match, and the way they structured it to where the women finish out on top at the end of the night, for me, as far as just being entertained, that's part of the reason why I love the Rumbles, because there's a you never know who's going to come out where, what kind of crazy spot you're going to see. Something, you know, just having a good time and being fun. Like, I love being invested in a wrestling match like you guys were with TakeOver. So, I mean, that's great, you know, and I'd be on the edge of my seat and be invested. But at the same time, because I'm not as, like, serious about some of this stuff, I just – I just want to like be like, that was awesome. Cool spot. Awesome. Haven't seen this person in a while. That's why I love the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite of the big four pay-per-views. And I just thought this year's Royal Rumble, for me, just entertained me in a more positive way. And I wasn't, like, exhausted by the end of it. Whereas with TakeOver, which would be number two, in my opinion, at the end of it, I was just, like, exhausted. So I was like, they literally made me feel all the feels which is great so for me it's it's the rumble from this year it was a
2: really good pay-per-view this year the rumble I I was just saying it was the rumble this year was particularly quite a good pay-per-view definitely
1: no I see I I agree with Carl in the sense that uh, you know my favourite type of match is the Royal Rumble Um, it doesn't even necessarily need to have any kind of stake to it Um, the rumble the two rumbles were excellent um the reason why I give it to take over is because, like what Rand says and Kyle as well, is that from top to bottom, every single match delivered And like we says the quote unquote the worst two matches on the on the card was what Sheena Baszler and the tag title match, and they were great matches themselves. Sure. So, I, I love the Royal Rumble, um, especially that women's one, and the men's oh. one is arguably the arguably what if not the best in one of the top three or so rumbles ever. Um, but, like I say, TakeOver just edges it for
0: me. I want to say one thing about TakeOver real quick, and, I, and I'm not – I think one thing that really helps TakeOver, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to disagree with this, is the fact that they typically only have five matches on a card, and it only goes two oh, hours. Hour.
4: So oh, yeah, formula works.
0: Like the Royal Rumble or Mania, those things go four or five hours, and it's just so hard to well, put on a perfect show. You know, TakeOver
4: what I mean? is essentially built for the same people that All In was built for.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah,
4: it's a lot easier to get that right when you're catering to that group. To get a a pay per view like the Rumble right is much harder, but we're we're not talking about just a regular takeover that was really good. Talking about a takeover that had potentially five, three five star matches, a four star match, and a three and a half star match with a tremendous turn like that is that never
0: that doesn't happen. Right? No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not. No, you, you, you make a good point. Sure, it's just an aesthetic thing for me. Like at the end of the day, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hard degree of difficulty, and then after out the park. I
2: get you. M- uh, my pick is backlash for best pay per view of the year.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the Mojo Rummer Reigns,
2: baby, let's go. Uh, um, it's a different one though. My favourite was actually the Philadelphia NXT Takeover. I've got a lot of love for New Orleans. Like really top notch matches. The best sort of multi man ladder match I've seen in a long, long time. But I just felt that the the match order one of the things that TakeOver has is really good match of the year contenders but sometimes are sandwiched right in the middle of the card whereas the Philadelphia card felt as if the matches got better as the night went on and it just kept increasing in quality until you got the match of the year contender between Almas and Gargano there was also the Adam Cole Alistair Black weapons match. And that was, that was the moment for me that it clicked for Adam Cole that he's something special and not just this wee guy who's got a good, good mic skills. That was a really good match as well. It was the first time as well I was interested in an an authors of pain match because they had to think outside the box because Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish chopped them down lumberjack style. Just, I just uh, felt that it, it got better as the night went on. And that's why for me it was the best pay-per-view, because it just kept kept blowing me away more and more and more and more as the night went on. And it was the return of the, the wedding ring spitter himself as well.
1: Just to clarify, when Clive says uh, small wee guy, that means small man, just in case you didn't know what wee meant. <laughs> Break it down for him. Let him know.
2: Yeah, I didn't think Adam Cole was a wee wanker after that one.
4: <laughs> well, hey, Adam Cole isn't wee anything because he's a black man. <laughs>
2: that's true. That's right, I forgot he was raised by black folk.
4: <laughs> Last name is Jenkins, that's, that's he's a black man.
2: So I think that concludes all the picks, am I right? I believe so. Yes. So we've done it, guys. <laughs> that's been... Over two hours between the two podcasts of us doing this award show, some interesting choices, some incorrect choices, <laughs> definitely, but uh, it was good to have the different opinion. But in order to close the show, it is, as is tradition on Rick and Clive, I think it's time for us to do some quiz time if we're all up for that. It's fucking quiz time With Ricky and Clive and friends A
1: fucking WWE quiz Let's do it So uh, Traditionally on Ricky and Clive We all have our buzzers So Clive, you want to tell them yours?
2: Can I change it for this week? If you want Yeah, if you want Ooh, uh...
1: <laughs> I see what you did there,
2: runs Oh,
3: okay. Um, come back to me, Kyle. Uh, the dream has no memory of that.
2: Oh, light, oh, nice, nice one, nice one. And Kyle mm, no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who says that?
2: Who says that?
3: <laughs> <clears throat> I can't think of anything good. I don't know. Just pick a random wrestler's catchphrase. That's the rules. Uh, I don't want to. Any active wrestler? It can be any or
2: wrestler. Period. Any...
0: Okay. Uh...
2: I mean, you could go here you if you wanted.
0: Yeah. You could just go Scott Hall. If you want to go to sleep right now, give me a hell yeah.
2: <laughs> hell, yes. <laughs>
4: hell yes. Okay, I got mine. I got mine. Damn.
2: Nice one. <laughs> right,
1: here we go. Question number one. The Undertaker beat Who to win his first ever WWE world title. Damn. Oh, damn. Yep. Oh, okay. Correct. Question number two at which event did this take place? And which damn. year? Oh shit. Yep. SummerSlam ninety two? That's incorrect, Ooh, uh, Hell yeah. Oh.
0: Yep. Uh, Royal Rumble, 92. I can't remember. but uh, oh.
2: That's
0: incorrect also. Ooh, uh,
2: Survivor Series. Yeah, that would have been
0: Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair's year. So yeah, never mind.
2: Is it Survivor Series 91?
1: Yeah, it's correct. Damn, I was a year ahead. Right. Shawn Michaels' last ever championship in the WWE was... Are
4: we talking like World Championship? Or just Championship? Uh, sorry,
1: just any, any title.
4: Uh, damn. Yep.
1: Tag team titles. Correct. Yeah, they beat uh, Jericho. That's Who true. did they lose those titles to? Oh.
2: Damn. Oh, fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> rated, ra- rated RKO.
3: That's wrong.
2: Wrong sure, time period. He
3: Has no memory of that? And you, look, Ariel. um Wasn't it the Spirit Squad? Oh no! That's not what I've got.
2: That's this, not what I've
4: got. This was a yeah. 2009. Only one thing. Was a... Can I go again, or do I got to wait till they go?
1: Um, I don't know. What's the rules here, guys? <laughs> uh, can I have a guess? I'm not, I'm not a historian, guys. This is a, this is not my forte. <laughs> it,
4: then only other team it could be his legacy.
1: Should I just tell you the answer? Because this might be wrong then. As far as I was aware, it was to the Miz in the Big Show on a random yeah, episode of Raw. That's... It might have been Miz and Big Show because they went yeah, into twenty five, twenty six as tag champs. Yeah. And t- in the two thousand and five Survivor Series, the one where the Undertaker returned, oh, I just kind of gave him answer a wee bit. Anyway, <laughs> who pinned who for the win in the five on five traditional match? Hmm. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. I know his
4: damn is that yep. when Orton beat Shawn Michaels?
3: Correct. Uh that's the um Austin versus Bischoff. No, that hmm. was 03. The only other person I would have chosen is Kane because when in doubt, pick Kane. It's always Kane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
1: who, Undertaker. Who won the 2012 Royal Rumble? Hell yeah! You go.
0: Uh, what was it Alberto Del Rio? That is incorrect. Damn it! Right.
4: Damn. Damn. Yep. It's a shameful thing, Lobsterhead. It was shameful. It's gotta be.
1: Gotta be yep. him. Yep. Um. Name the last four in that 2012 Royal Rumble. Damn. Yep.
4: Sheamus and Jericho. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm.
4: I want to say Cody and Dolph. You got two correct. Okay, and the last two everybody knows. I don't know the other two. Is have <laughs> fun. I'm sitting out of this one.
1: Yep, pass for me too.
3: Oh, I have no fucking idea.
1: Right, so I'll give you a clue. Both of these men have already been mentioned in the quiz, and they were both answers for a question. Separate questions.
4: Y'all want to catch up by all means. Like please have it. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not catching up at
0: all. I'm have gotten zero right, and it will stay that way I'm sure. I'm oh st- I mean I know I
1: don't know. It's okay.
2: I'm still passing.
1: It was Seamus, Jericho, The Big Show and Randall Orton. Was it really? Yep. I, I rewatched it. I rewatched it earlier on just to make sure, right? Damn. Does Seamus ha- have more tag titles or world titles to his name? Hell yeah. There you go.
0: Tag titles. That's incorrect. Oh. <laughs> there you go. give you the answer.
4: He's a four-time world champ and a three-time tag champ, I think. Is that right? Did you buzz in? Damn. He's a four-time yep. world champ oh. and a three-time tag champ.
1: So your answer is world title. That's also incorrect.
4: Oh, it's the same. You bastard.
1: So someone can buzz in to get an easy Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! I'll give Kyle point.
0: I got to stop.
1: <laughs> What's the answer? Same. Oh, well done. How <laughs> many? Oh, how, many <laughs> how many of each title? Hell yeah. Yep. Four. Correct.
4: Carl's making a comeback. I knew one was four, so...
1: Right. Starting from 2010 to 2018, name the winners of each Royal Rumble. Starting from 2010. Damn. Yep.
4: Okay, so... 26 was Edge. So 2010 was Edge. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Twenty seven was Cena. Right? No. Miz was the world champ. Twenty seven was the Rio. Um, yep. Rio. eleven was the Rio. Eleven was the Rio. it's Sheamus in twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine was Cena. Mm hmm. Thirty was Brian. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm 30 was uh, shit. Batista. Yep. 31 was. 31, 31 was in. Was that the San Francisco? Yeah, so that's Roman. Yep. 32 was Triple H. Yep. 33 was Randall Keith Orton.
0: I mm-hmm. say we were there, you better get that one right. I know, right?
4: <laughs> and then uh, last year was Shinsuke Nakamura. Correct.
2: The ranch, you've never looked more serious in all the time I've seen your face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, had to, I had to figure that out. I can't, I don't go by years, I go by WrestleMania. So when you were like 2010, Roman, I was like, wait a
1: minute, yeah. what is that? The Roman one, was that not in Philadelphia? Yep. It was. Yep. Right, right no. so. The regrets going to that, by the way. Yeah, yep. Um, this was going to be the bonus tiebreaker question. I'll ask it now anyway. I could throw a spanner on the works and say this point is worth 10 points, just, but I feel that would be unfair to Rance. Um, it's okay. But, the world knows I won this. It's okay. <laughs> in order of who has won the most t- titles from uh, most to least Between Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns, from most to least.
3: The dream has no memory of that? Yep. Um, Most is, I think, Roman. Second most would be Seth, and then least would be Dean.
1: That is incorrect.
3: Hell yeah. Yep.
0: Seth, Roman, Dean. Correct. Correct.
3: I tell y'all, t- Seth get pushed harder than Roman do. No, Seth I think if they get, get pushed equally as hard. That's not why <laughs> I said that. I thought Roman had more mid card titles
1: than Seth. No, it's the other way around. I think Seth has got. He's got what, oh, I'm sure you're right. Two. That's not. He's got, yeah,
3: I'm doesn't... sure you're right. I,
4: I. Roman's only won the IC and the US title each once, one time.
1: And they won a the tag title as well.
4: And he got one tag title. Yep. seth got like three tag titles and he got like a couple of icy reigns. Yeah. So that
1: concludes
0: the quiz. <clears throat> I win. Aha. Yep. <laughs> I got the 10 points at the end. Y'all didn't even think. It <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I piggy, and I piggyback off every answer. That's how I win. <laughs>
2: the process of elimination right there. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes the, the main part of all the award show quiz stuff that we've done over this double header i am tired but we've got to do the plugs before we go carol do you want to tell us where people can find you
0: uh no no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) here lately no i'm tired of people talking to me because y'all are all assholes but that's all right uh on twitter you can find me at outsider Curvin. um and then of course as always you can see me writing my amazing columns on the chair shot I haven't got started yet but one's coming soon no worries just uh you know oh, I it's like it's like a novel you know it takes some time Yeah. so
2: Kale.
3: uh you can find me on twitter at dr smores Vance. <laughs> He said a novel. The column's going to be like 900 words.
4: <laughs> you don't know how long
2: like, my
0: column's going
4: to be. Follow your boy, It's Red Cash. Don't forget to follow the show at uh, Outsider, Outsiders Edge SS. I write for the Chair Chat as well. And I guess I can announce it uh, officially here. I have uh, been selected as the co host of Chair Radio for Cher-chat, for the Chair Shot uh, Radio Network. So uh, we'll be. Thank you.
2: Congratulations. We'll be starting
4: that soon. Thank you for that too. Uh, <laughs> me and uh, Chris Platt at the Real C Platt, shout out to my boy. We will be uh, starting that soon. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be this Thursday or next Thursday or some shit like that, sometime soon. And also have a column coming soon for uh, for Chair Shot. Mine will be sooner than Car- than Carl's. I can guarantee you that. Um, also, this will not be the last episode you hear of the Outsiders Edge. We will have another episode later on this week. Basically, run by my brother, Kyle Morris, uh, and we'll, we'll be giving you some semblance of an all in review. And we might throw in some other stuff too, you know, Raw's on tonight, this, that, and I the other. But it's basically going to be focusing on all in in the perspective of a guy who was there. So just wanted to yeah. give that to y'all. We'll yeah.
3: definitely be talking about Raw because I'm watching this opening segment right now and I've got a lot to say. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: well, well I, I, nice.
4: I haven't paused. So as soon as we get off, I forgot that off.
2: was on right now. I'm usually tucked up in bed. Um, Ricky, anything you want to plug?
1: Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Okay, uh, just a couple of 205 Live matters. First, I was on the Perfect 10 Wrestling Show on Lords of Pain Radio last week with implications, talking all things 205 Live. So if you want to listen to that, go and check that out. With the 100th episode of 205 Live Fast Approaching, there is a possibility I will also be back in the column game out with the two o five live reviews. Um, a potential series is in the works. Not going to confirm that yet, but we'll see what happens. Um, with regards to the social suplex pod, oh, <laughs> I'll start that again. Social suplex podcast network. You've um, got ourselves. You've got Outsiders Edge. You've got grown men watch this shit. You've got Kiss keeping it strong style. And One Nation Radio, please make sure to rate and review all those shows, 5 out of 5, on the podcast app of your choice. Check out socialsoplex.com where you can get these podcasts and all the columns that we do. Subscribe straight to your inbox through the subscribe button. And there's also the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. You can catch us all there talking all things wrestling. And we are at Ricky and Clive on Facebook and Twitter. I think that's us. We'll finish with a joke, guys, and then we can just call call it quits.
4: Yeah, yeah, because then I gotta go. I got, I gotta, I gotta bail my brothers out of jail.
2: Okay. <laughs> man,
4: your
3: brother, <laughs> man, your brothers made literally the entire roster look like geeks.
4: <laughs>
3: That's a raw joke. You, when you watch Raw,
4: Brian,
1: you'll know. Okay. Well, that was about. the best thing because Brian, Brian, Brian didn't know about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he obviously thought you're a your real brother. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, let them stay. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I saw you flashing the phone at the video and I thought, what's going on here? I'm I'm just not having a clue what you're all going on about right now.
3: The alert came in that Yeah, field... I'll, I'll I'll explain everything after you finish the pod.
2: Okay. <laughs> right, so I'm sorry that I have to do this. This might act mass joke ever because it's that bad, but um they're going to start a new tag team with Chad Gable he's going to be working with good old Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knoxville County and their gimmick is going to be a sort of biblical, they're going to be biblical characters that's their gimmick and their name will be Cain and Gable,
4: Gable Jesus Christ oh my
1: god <laughs> <laughs> end the podcast end the-
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like that's so awful so ladies and gentlemen when when Ricky and Clive return next week I will be on my own Clive will be on. the Ricky and Carl podcast and Rance and Clive
2: I've just,
1: we're
4: switching officially I've just been fired <laughs> oh, we're going to switch so it's going to be the golden lovers and Clive It's going to be Carl and Ricky. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time.